Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the HP Podcast, where everything is your dream's delight. I'm Ben, and with me here are the handsome fellas. I don't, I don't like it. We're going to keep workshop with that. Brandon, what's up? <laughs> Phil. Hey. And Dave. Hey. How you guys doing tonight? Feeling like a handsome fellow. Okay. Like a handsome Insane. fellow. Do you guys like handsome? I don't think I like handsome fellows. It's two 1930s. We're working on it. Yeah, it's we'll keep workshopping it here. Yeah. But, but the thing we know for sure is we have the most handsome men in mm-hmm. existence. Mm-hmm. Oh, handsome, least... handsome beauties. Can I Can I put a vote in for that? Handsome you can, beauties. yes. Um, I do not hate that. We'll yeah. talk about yeah. it later. It's not the worst suggestion we've had. Mm-hmm. The handsome beauties. It's like redundant, though. Yeah. Mm. Although maybe that's fine. It's, it's two different descriptors, though. Very inclusive. Yeah. 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 Before we get too much further, I want to say a thank you, a very special thank you to our patrons. You can support the show by going over to Handsome Phantom, no, by going over to patreon.com slash handsome phantom, signing up for just a dollar a month to get you early access. That's like 25 cents, maybe even less a show if there's five weeks and five weeks in a uh, five Tuesdays in a month. So you get early access to the show. At the $3 level, you get early access to HP After Dark. By the way, those are free to listen to. If you want to go back, you're just a month behind. So, you know, go find out what you're missing and then jump on board. And then you could just like have our eternal undying love. Uh, Brandon gives out free hand jobs for anybody at the $5 level or above. Patent pending. Patent pending <laughs> for sure. One of these days is going to be correctly used. Today's not that day. Today's not that day. <laughs> the patent pending phrase? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, of course, you'll automatically, if you're if your account's linked to Discord, you can automatically join the Discord if you're a patron. If you're not a patron and you still want to join the Discord, you can do that by going over to handsomefandom.com slash Discord. We thank you for everybody who's a patron. We thank you for everybody who has joined the Discord. We just have like a nice little tight-knit community. We all know each other. Yeah. Um, like I said, Brandon's very intimate with some of you out there. <laughs> Uh, so that's helping great. Yeah. Also, congratulations to all the patrons because I thought I was giving the handies, so they've been getting double dipped. Oh man! So <laughs> some of Yin's been they, lying to us. They have been some getting two handies. Oh, Phil's just goodness. the fluffer. He's the fluffer. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the more disconcerting part is that none of them have have mentioned it. They're all of our, the five dollar patrons are liars. Well, well, well here's the thing. I think we have a few female. Uh, patrons too. So Phil, you should probably let your wife know if you have She a, knows what okay. I do. Right. <laughs> she <laughs> knows what I do. <laughs> she, she, we get banned from Patreon. It's like, this is unacceptable <laughs> terms. Uh, this is not okay. Phil, yeah. Phil's wife, it's like a mafia wife where yes. they like, they know what's going on, but yeah. they're not asking many questions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really is too. Um, she is definitely the mob boss. We bought a trampoline recently for exercise equipment mm-hmm. purposes. And uh, it looks like a good one. So I sent her a thing. I said, thanks for doing the research. And she said, it was my plan. And she meant to say it was my pleasure. 
but it was actually her plan. Like, <laughs> I thought we were getting just like a little $40 trampoline, but apparently these things get a little heftier yeah, <laughs> in yeah. price than I thought. How big is so, it? It's, uh, I haven't seen it yet. It came today, so oh, I've been okay. home. But it's just a little round one, you know, Wait, with a video. So and we, It came with a video, too. Yeah. For you to do, like, jumping jacks on it and whatever. I don't know. What kind of video is this? We'll find out. <laughs> well, wow. here's, here's the thing I need to know. How much did you pay for a foot and a half, square, a foot and a half round trampoline? Between uh, about two hundred fifty dollars. Holy! You can go to Goodwill and get one of those for like a thirty, a thirty. I let you have that fight with her again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, listen! Did you not hear what he said? It was her plan. Okay. Yeah, and, it was and the, the plan. It was all along. She kind of yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. you did say it was for exercising purposes. Mm. I was tangling around in my brain what else you could use a trampoline for. I guess you just jump on it for fun. Okay. We went to a not trampoline for, not park the, Not thing. the one as small as you just represented with <laughs> no, your hands. No, it's not. It's not just for fun. <laughs> it's strictly for the exercise. Okay, okay. You do workouts. Because exercising, I don't know if you know this about exercising, it's not fun <laughs> at Dude. all. It might actually be the worst thing ever, but you know what happens if you don't exercise? You get really fat. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks. So I'm going to be honest, and I'm sure we even have patrons that are health people mm-hmm. that exercise a lot. Do you I, know what we podcast about? I, I don't know, man. No, but listen, that is a niche. And, uh, <laughs> they got to play both sides there. Um, but so yeah, it's not for me, man. I just yeah. can't get into it. Yeah. That sucks. I just can't. Yeah. Uh, Trampolining or just exercising? Anything, Dave. <laughs> Anything at all. If it's physical, Brandon, that's, that's right. part of it. I'm, I'm more mm-hmm. of a lethargic type being. Mm-hmm. Um, meat sack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the thing you you all have, have met my wife uh at various points and you know what she looks like right yes. she's like a bean pole she's like uh, the mic stands we have here might represent her okay in one way or another okay she probably i mean she's active she does all sorts of stuff she gardens and you know chases the kids around and everything all day but compared to all of us she is the smallest person alive Mm-hmm. And she exercises probably less than all of us combined. Yeah. Kind of makes me upset. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really upsetting. Also, back to trampolines. I had this friend in college, and we still keep in touch to some extent, but her name is Colleen. And, of course, you know, there were lots of things where, you know, we would, like, do the, the song Come On Eileen. We'd, you know, sure. insert her name in there, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my one friend took to calling her trampoline, and she did not appreciate <laughs> being called trampoline. But, mm. yeah, just a throwback there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is a show about video games when we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And come on, Eileen. Yeah. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. The song, you know the right. The, the lyrics. You've derailed me. Okay. We've already we've, ar- <laughs> <laughs> we've already talked about the Patreon. We've already talked about the Discord. Now we're going to talk about video games. Yes. There is not a whole lot of news this week, and that's surprising and not surprising because it's the lead up week to E3, and you know E3 is this weird amorphous well we'll talk more about e3 and what it is later but one thing you know this is probably the most exciting thing any of us have seen in modern video game history is the fact that the prince of persia sands of time remake is now set to launch in 2022 gentlemen tell me (laughs) tell me how you're feeling tell me how you're feeling about that what are you i'm actually upset about it yeah because it's a game that i want to play oh really oh yes Huh. The original was fantastic. It was for its time, I would agree. Is it right. remastered? It's remade. Remade. Okay. It's not just going to be some shitty port. 
Well, I don't know what it's really going to be, but it's called a remake. I mean, it seemed lofty when they like announced it and said it'll be out in two weeks. And then you're like, nope, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I feel like the only experience I have with that series is the Nokia game. That was like a platformer that had nothing to do with the yeah. actual gameplay. Yeah. Sands like, of Time was great. It was like next to Snake. Yeah, yeah on seriously. My, on my screen, yeah. yeah. I'd really forgotten about it. Yeah. So I feel out. like... I feel like Prince of Persia kind of fell in that same time range with things like Dante's Inferno and like those games where like it's in that same time period of games that I really thought looked cool and wanted to play, but either didn't play them at all or only got to play a little bit of them. Yeah, and that's what happened with me. Yeah, for still forever in my mind, Prince of Mm -hmm. Persia Sands of Time and Dante's Inferno and the conduit on the Nintendo Wii, those games will always be forever lost in my memory as pro- these were probably great games that I never got to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really sad to me. Um, do you guys no, know you why um, Ubisoft moved away from Prince of Persia? No. It's kind of an interesting story. So apparently they didn't fully own the IP. Um, so they uh, shuffled over to Assassin's Creed because they could make a lot more money on it. Right. Um, so... I'm, I'm not really sure what the strategy is behind doing this remake, but uh, it seems like they can make a lot more money elsewhere. But anyways, I think this game just has a huge cult following. Yeah, that's like, true. And uh, I mean, I was excited when it was announced. I just it meant a lot when I played it as a kid. So hmm. mm-hmm. what is the the catch factor? Like, what is the thing that dro- that you can slow down time with okay. like an hourglass and kind of. Oh, it did, it did the yeah. third person parkour stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, before Assassin's Creed. Yeah. yeah. So that was yeah. a big part of it. I was going to say, wasn't that one of the the first couple wall running games? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Where that was Might a big part first, of the gameplay. Like the first yeah. big one. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going back to like 03 maybe. I mean, it's it's probably about 20 years old at this point. Huh. Good figure. Mm-hmm. The sequels never matched that original. I, I didn't enjoy them nearly as much, but I still they played did, them. They did that reimagining where it wasn't really a sequel, but it was sort of like they... A yeah, it was kind of cel-shaded too, wasn't yeah, it? That yeah, that was cool. I like that, that was. game. Yeah. And uh, my, my, my fiance's uh, niece is named after the uh, fre- female protagonist in that game, Elika. So that's oh, nice. cool. That's very that cool. cool. Named yeah. after or has the same name? Named after. Oh, that's even okay. That's awesome. yeah. Okay. I don't think um, I don't think her brother's uh, wife actually knew where the name came from, but just that. Oh, that's a pretty name. But he, right, he yeah. specifically chose it because of Prince of Persia. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic. What are some names in video games that you would not want to name your child? Let's let's have that ex- thought experiment for a moment. Hmm. Ratchet. <laughs> Ratchet. <laughs> Toad. Toad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, those are pretty, that's pretty much it. Every other name would be acceptable, I think. Yeah. yeah. Soap. Soap. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Speaking of things that are innovative in games like wall running, uh, oftentimes we talk about like, oh, you know, it's the same old game again. I want to just see something new. Let's not have another remake. Let's not have another sequel. Let's just have a new game that does something new. And this is a little different. The play date. We talked about the play date like it. Oh, over a year ago, probably on the show, I would imagine. Hmm. The thing is weird as hell. Are you guys familiar with the play dates? Yeah, it Does has it... like the uh, little crank on it, right? Yeah, the crank. Yeah. yeah, doesn't ring a bell to me. Really? Okay. Brandon. It looks like a fishing pole. You know the fishing games used to have with like a little crank yeah, reel dude. on it. It's While we're talking for a minute, Brandon, go ahead and and pull up the the dock and and look at the article if you don't mind. Uh, basically, the play date is. It looks like a really simple. It's a, it's a console. They're, they're branding it as a console. It is a console. Uh, it has a crank, and it's going to have, like, I think, 24 games on it. 
is what it's going to be. Uh, so just to put it out there, like they just re- they had a big reveal today, which is Tuesday that we're recording this, and it's going to be a portable one bit gaming system, basically like not even Nintendo Game Boy Advance graphics, you know, and the only control option. Or maybe it's not the only control option. The primary control option is a crank. It's literally like Phil said, like a fit, like the old fishing games, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I would play the hell out of when I was like in the car on a trip or something. And I wish I could. I, I want to go back and find one of those. And that'll probably be a game on the play date that you can. Yeah, a fishing game. You'd imagine that's true. That's true. So anyway, they 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 kind of they revealed this a while ago. They did. I think they did some sort of campaign for it. Uh, definitely had like a mailing list and everything. Well, they rolled out today some new information about the hardware. It will launch later this year, which, you know, we don't know what that means, especially in a year like this. Uh, pre-orders are starting in July, and they're going to start at $179, which seems a little steep to me. We can get into that. But basically, it's going to include uh, the first season of the games, which are going to include 24 games, Uh and then, you know, when they say first season, that makes me think they're going to have additional things in the future. Let's stop there with all the details and just talk about it. Are we interested? Is it appealing? When when you shared this today, I, I had heard of this thing before, but I really went through this roller coaster, roller coaster of emotions where I was just like, who is this for? That is way too much money to at the end. I was like. I kind of want this thing. That's yeah. kind of where I want And it's, it, yeah. it, that little picture you see of it where it's like a really big brick. So that yeah. thing that it's sitting on is actually like a peripheral that you right. buy extra. That's a little Bluetooth speaker. It's really hokey. But I looked at it and I just thought, I kind of want that thing sitting on my desk. I don't mm-hmm. know why. I just do. But yeah. 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 I it, almost did that with uh, Stadia. Stadia. <laughs> yeah. Just to have the controller. Yeah. And I... Canceled it. It is pretty but. small. I mean, some of the photos kind of make it look deceiving, but seeing it in this dude's hand, it is. It's small. It is small. That's always how it goes. Isn't is it? this like <laughs> is this like Battle Pass the console? I think so. Yes. yes. So they were they were pretty specific in saying that it does not have any subscription fees. So I right. think part of the reason why the price is a little bit steep is because I, I think the idea is you're going to continue to get games for an indefinite amount of time. Um, oh, okay. So the so the additional seasons don't cost. I don't know. They haven't revealed that. Oh, okay. Uh, my assumption was you would get it in the 24 games. They initially only promised 12, and now they're saying 24, okay. which is which is cool. Yeah. Um but basically, they, I mean they've got some prestigious, if you would if you will, developers on board. They've got the folks who made the Untitled Goose game. Uh, the, the people who made uh, the publishers who put out uh, they put out Firewatch as well. Um, you know, there's some there's some interesting things in there. I saw a picture of like somebody who made uh, Katamari Damacy, right? Yes, Kam- uh, Katamari Damacy is going to be on there. Firewatch, uh, 1080 snowboarding. So like people who have done some cool stuff. Yeah, going to be putting out games for this little thing. And one of the really cool things is the. Uh, developer tools are going to be browser-based, I think. Mm. Which kind of makes sense because it's kind of a lo-fi console. Yeah. And they're going to be able to put out. But I'm with you, Dave. I'm kind of very much like, yeah, I don't really want this. It's two-thirds the price of a Nintendo Switch, which can do way more, obviously. It's also portable. And then I go from that to thinking like, yeah, but if I don't have this, I won't know what it's all about. So I have to have it. (laughs) 
dude yeah. i did that for a couple of these like i don't want to call them gimmicky but i'm going to call them gimmicky type yeah. things i got the I snes yes i got the nes classic and i got the ps1 classic i opened the first two yeah my ps1 classic is still in the box unopened from the day right mine too and so after that, I thought to myself, when I see something like this, uh-huh. I think, am I going to even take it out of the box if I buy it? I don't know. And so therefore, I'm not buying it. My problem with and I know, <laughs> I know the games aren't going to be actually this simple. But when I saw the initial demo, like back last year in 2019, whenever that was that they that they started talking about it, I was like, what's going to what's going to prevent me? And my addled brain from just picking up the thing and cranking the crank as hard as I can, as fast as I can, to and, death. and zipping through these games. Which I know, I'm sure there's gonna, you know there's going to be more aspects to it. But I just thought in my head, like, how long is this thing going to last me if I play it? This is 120 dollars worth of value. 179. Ooh, we. It's just going to turn it. You won't even turn it on. It'll just be like a 200 dollars fidget spinner after a while. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so you know it's going to be 14 minutes from the time I take it out of the box till the time I'm holding it by the crank, spinning it <laughs> with the crank. Yes, so but a, can it play Doom? Uh, probably. Dude, that would be awesome. Imagine cranking your way through Doom, dude. <laughs> I'd crank I've been my cranking way through my through, <laughs> through life. I, I'd crank my way through yeah. hell. Is it like a, it. a pregnancy test or something? They got running Doom. Did you yes. guys? Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, that is that is like the ongoing joke that I will never get tired of. I want to see Doom on any given piece of technology. So it's going to have two different add op- add on options, at least at first. Uh, that will be the, the a folding GameCube purple cover hmm. for twenty nine ninety nine okay. as a standalone purchase, or twenty dollars bundled with the playdates. And also a stereo speaker attachment, which Dave was referencing, which will actually like attach onto the back of it and sit there. I don't know. I'm assuming it's going to be able to have like uh, be able to patch into music services and stuff. I'm not 100 percent positive on how that's going to work. What I'm wondering, the bass, man, this thing's super small. The Mm bass can't be big. Right. Why would you not play it handheld? You would. Well, then what's the bass for? That's I saw one picture of like you can set it up and it's a clock. It's like an analog oh, clock. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like a really expensive clock. Okay. Yeah. It's just I mean, like a make... magnetic holder with a with a speaker. Kind yeah. of okay. Thing. Cool. Yeah. I didn't see it in the film. It makes it look like a tiny down. TV almost. Okay. Dude, I cool. remember. Oh man, I think I had one of these. It, okay. So at one point when I was a child, I had one of those little tiny portable TVs mm-hmm. that I would take in the car with me, and like, I don't know, try to pick up. TV stations as I was driving down the road on the antenna <laughs> or something. Like, it's just just sitting in the back seat, nothing else to do except for holding this little nine-inch TV. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. Was it black and white? We've come so far. Uh, probably. Dude, I, I, had, I had one of those black and white ones. I wasn't, I wasn't around for the actual only option being black and white, but yeah. I'm sure that I could only afford a small black and white portable television. So, I guess we'll find out more a little bit whenever they actually do the pre-orders and everything. I'd say there's about a 50-50 chance I end up buying one of these. I think it's up to 75% chance for me now. <laughs> yeah. You should request this... one for review. Oh, wow. Is this yeah, going to be another idea. scalpable market, boys? I bet. Of course. I bet. Well, they're doing pre-orders. Okay. So part of me wonders if they're going to, you know, they're going to produce as many as they, plus whatever percentage. Probably already is. sold out and it doesn't even start till July. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, the play date. 
the thing, the thing, the reason I wanted to bring it up, and the thing I think is interesting about it, is the fact that you know we're always talking about like we want something new that does something new with the uh, the medium of gaming that we love so much, and like this might seem kind of dumb at points. It might seem really cool at other points, but one thing you can say is like nobody else is doing this. Yeah, it's certainly it's new. Ain't nobody got a crank. Nate. Well, nobody's not like this. Nobody's got a crank. Eh. Closest thing we have right now is the joysticks. Wait, on it's the called the play date, and yeah. there's a crank on it. <laughs> wow, I'm not even like I, I'm not even responding to what Brandon just said. I'm responding to the laugh that Phil made. Well, I'm think, I'm just thinking like this was like a Derek comedy sketch. You remember Derek comedy yes. with uh, Donald Glover? Yes, mm-hmm. and they did a bunch of the. That just seems like a video they would have done back. That guy then. looks a lot like Childish Gambino. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have to edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Resident Evil Village. Now, Dave, you're playing this, right? No, I'm not. Oh, okay. Phil and Phil and Brandon yeah, I beat are. it. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm waiting for Dustin to be done. I'm just going to borrow his. Why don't I know anything dude, about what you're playing right dude, now? Dude, I've been a cheap ass recently. I haven't been buying any games. I have rolled the credits on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? I loved it. It's probably my game it. of the year so far. You That's... didn't like 7, but you love this one, Hated right? 7, and yeah. I don't understand why. Right. I think it's just the atmosphere and the brown and the, I don't know. Yeah. I liked uh, the setting here a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the long story short here is that Resident Evil Village was the most downloaded PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 game in the month of May. What and was it going probably, up against? Uh, Returnal. Ah, uh, yes. Was one. Uh, Damn, did Returnal come that. out in April? Maybe the last week of April. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, there probably wasn't a whole lot. But, like, I don't know about you guys, but I remember the days where Resident Evil was a very niche title. Oh, for sure. That yeah. was widely derided. Oh, oh. April 30th, 2020. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> you guys can't see, but we have, a, we have a camera so we can communicate with Canada Dave. And he just held up his phone, his very blurry phone, directly <laughs> up to the camera, which I, you know, I appreciated. Nice. So anyway, uh, yes, Resident Evil Village was the most downloaded game, and more than anything, I, I think you know, uh, yeah, maybe that's not too surprising now. But like, if you if you told me ten years ago that Resident Evil beat out anything, yeah, for the top spot or a spot, yeah. on the list, that's very surprising. I will say yeah. in the long term, I would agree with you there. Yeah. But in the short term, yes. the momentum that Seven had coming yes. into it, I think I've even said it on this show, uh-huh. but I was thinking that this game would just be a smash. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. It's, copies wise. You know right. what I mean? It's had such a weird history, though, because I think four came out of nowhere and surprised people with how good it was. Yeah, but that's been 15 years. Right. And then everyone hated the two games that came after that. Right. So it kind of went down again. Right. Then, Dude, but Momentum 7, yep. the remakes did well. Yes. Yep. Both of them. That's true. Yeah. The if other the thing, rem- too. Sorry. Just just this being the the second game of the Resident Evil sort of reimagining, I think, make it made it easier for people to get into. You know, it wasn't yeah, the true. first game back in first person but uh right. no, and I people have had long game. enough to play seven at this yeah. point yeah uh so everyone in the world except for me has played it at this point probably. <laughs> i've tried to play it a couple times yeah phil what color do you want the bayou to be i just don't want the bayou okay oh. that, that's fair okay yeah mm-hmm. so fall, fall. is there a bayou in west virginia is that the bayou <laughs> dude it's swampy and nasty i don't know, know, know what's bayou. happening so, something backwoods is happening yeah, yeah. Following up after Resident Evil Village is Returnal, which 
had the second spot. So it came out on the 30th. So I'm sure that, you know, it got a lot of downloads that first day. But then after that, it's still got the second spot in America, the third spot in Europe. And that to me is, I don't know if I want to say surprising. I think the fact that it's one of the few new games that's a PS5 exclusive is probably really helping it. Uh, I still have not been able to play it. My PlayStation is currently at the uh, Sony gods have it in their hands, hopefully replacing it. Mm. Will they bless it? Anyway, (laughs) that's going. (laughs) And then following up after that on the PS4 charts is Russ console edition. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for that console edition. I wanted to pick it up, but I think it's like 40 bucks and it's so fucking old. I just don't. I'm going to wait for it to go on sale, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Resident Evil and Returnal are probably my one and two games of the year, so it makes sense that people are buying them. Yeah, it would be great if you stopped talking about how good Returnal is. (laughs) Um, No, since that's a thing. So, Mm -hmm. Phil, is something poised to knock that off for you? Like, can you think of something coming that uh, you could see um, bumping those two, or are you you pretty sure it's going to be one of those two at the end? I think there are things that could probably bump it. What are they? Uh, Lost Judgment. Okay. Might. Um, let's think what else. Okay. I mean, I'm a sucker for Ratchet. I will find out in a day what Ratchet and Clank's going to bring to the table. A day? Isn't it out tomorrow? That was out on the 9th. Is it the 11th? Friday. It's Friday. Yeah, Friday. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Friday. Uh, Today's Tuesday. I thought it was the 9th. Yeah. Well, this week. Yeah. Yeah, this we'll week. Find out. It's getting some good buzz. I don't want to spoil anything yeah. for anybody, but yeah. it's, it's good things. Good buzz. But... I, I think those will probably both be in the top five at the very least. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's nice. pretty good for only being in June, and you got two uh, two bangers already. Yeah. Well, as for far sure. as we know, that's the last things coming out this year. Yeah. So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out more next week during E3. Yeah. Uh, this week, next week, and every other week of the month, apparently. Is we do have a Life is Strange coming out this year. So moving on to the next topic, <laughs> you never know. Is going <laughs> to take it off? Yeah. Off the top. This might be a little bit of a longer conversation. It might be a very short conversation because I'm kind of tired of the the discussion around it. But a new post right after we recorded last week went up on the PlayStation blog about the future of their first party studios and their third party studios and the second party of studios that they pretend don't exist or aren't second party, whatever. And basically we find out in there two major things. God of War is delayed into next year. Shocker, I know. Everyone was super surprised by that. The one that might have been a little bit more surprising after the state of play we had two weeks ago, last week, about Horizon is that Horizon is also not a lock for this year. They're saying they're still hoping maybe this year, but it could be potentially bumped into next year. Yeah. The other thing about those two specific games is that they're both going to be PS4 and PS5 titles. Yeah. Discuss. All the above. I was really hoping Horizon would come out this year. Yeah. And I think it's possible. Sure. But, man, I hate to see that it's delayed. Fuck. I'm just starving for, like, close to Sony titles. Right. You know what I mean? I haven't played Returnal, but... I just want something else. Is Returnal a kind of game you would like to play? Do you really want to know, Ben? I do, yeah. <laughs> like, would you like to play it? I think I would. I honestly don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like I said, I've been kind of stingy with the games recently. I've been right. playing some old stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure I would like it. The right. repetitiveness seems to be something that I tend to gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder if the uh, difficulty would stray me away from the more, right, the less casual playing of that game. But you're like, like you like Dark Souls, you like hard games. It's mm-hmm. not that the I don't know if the difficulty would sway you away. Yeah. It's the roguelike nature that I yeah. would wonder if it would sway you away. Or not. I would say the only types of really hard games I like though are Dark Souls games. Right. So that's the other caveat is that like sure I like some hard games, but I don't know. I'll probably borrow it off you guys one time. Yeah. Once you get yours back. Hey, by the way, do you, oh, I have the game. You can have it. I don't have a PlayStation to play. Hey, on. perfect. There we yeah. go. Do you still have my uh, my copy of Miles Morales? I mean to bring it every week. So I'm it's not going to play it. It doesn't matter. My son just keeps asking me if I can play it. Oh, 100. I will bring and it next week. I don't really want to play it, and right now I can't play it. Do you want me to keep it? Is that what you asked? No, I played it already. <laughs> I'm good. But uh, anyway, so did anybody think God of War was going to come out this year? No, 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 Dude, never. We've got nothing. Yeah, no, like. People that thought it was going to come out this year, I, I, I just don't understand how they even came to that. I think it's hilarious, too, that they're trying to play it off like Ragnarok's not the title of the game. Right. Like, it's not. Well, like, if you think about the last reveal, like, I'm sure we'll get something. Right. But we're... Uh, no. It's not going to happen. Yeah. No way. Uh, no part of this year made me think it was coming out this year. Right. It's really startling to me how many people were are like, oh, I can't believe it. Like, I wonder if they learned, hey, we shouldn't have said it was coming out this year. So maybe we shouldn't say Horizon's going to come out this year either since we don't know for sure. So they're inserting that little bit of doubt so that we don't really get up in arms about it. I don't know. But, I don't know. Dave, you didn't like Horizon, did you? No, that's not what I said. I said I had a hard time. <laughs> Better not be with Horizon. Um <laughs> No, but I, I mean, I said at the end of the episode last week that uh, regardless of, of the struggles I had with the original Horizon, I'm, I'm all in for the sequel. But the fact that they're kind of on the fence about uh, Horizon Forbidden West and whether it's going to be, uh, might be this year, probably next year, right. that it's probably going to be early next year and that pretty much pushes Ragnarok into the second half of next year. So I think we can go a little bit deeper and just kind of say that Ragnarok is not going to be early next year, but... Um, second half of the year, so, so yeah, it came out early. The last one came out earlier in the year, like March April, or February or something, around there. Oh, wait, what? The Horizon? No, the God of War. The first God of War was like I remember it being at the beginning of the following year that I originally thought it was going to come out. Right? Yeah, it came out April. April. It came yeah. out April twentieth, which I remember because that's Brandon's birthday. No, it's not. Uh, it's a cel- it's it's four twenty. The day we celebrate. It can be Brandon. my birthday. Yeah. Or 1969. Uh-huh. Yeah. A day of my people. <laughs> so real quick, I don't want to get into a huge long discussion about it, but what do you guys think about the fact that these are going to be PS4 and PS5 titles and not just PS5? I could sit here and argue with myself and probably go both ways. Part yeah. of me doesn't care. Right. Um, I think games like that need to be played by as many people as possible. And if we're in the first year of a console... Maybe more people will play it if it's on the last gen. Right. But at the same time, arguments can be made that, yes, that controller really has made games like Returnal a lot different and the 3D sound. And if that's not going to be involved in the product, then I don't know. Right. It probably is a missed opportunity. Yeah. I think that as we get more towards the way PC gaming is, it matters less to me when there's options. Because even though some games could be built for one and built for the other, and that's still a space that consoles have... 
Um, I think of all the studios to be doing that, these are the ones I'm not worried about. Um, if it were in like Activision's hands, I would worry more about parody and like, you know, incredibly broad mass appeal just to get it out. Mm -hmm. But I think these two studios specifically, I'm not that worried. Yeah. If I'm being honest, though, I think I wish they would have just waited a few years. Like, give it to us when the console's in its prime, and so we're not even having this discussion. Dave? I'm a bit crotchety about it. Um, I know it's immature, but, uh, you know, I spent a lot of money on this brand new console, and I want to feel like I'm playing these titles in the only place that they can be played. So... Um, again, I know that's kind of crotchety and it's like, oh, you don't want other people to play the games, but it's like, I want to feel like this investment feels substantial. And I know we get that with like, you know, Returnal and Demon Souls and, and Ratchet and Clank and that kind of stuff. But I mean, Horizon and God of War, if you put them on last gen and current gen concurrently, Basically, what that tells me is I'm playing a slightly up res last gen game if yeah. it can run on the PS4. So that that stings a little. So yeah, yeah, that's I'm a that's Dave. Right yeah, and and I don't really understand the argument that oh, a lot of people don't. I mean, I understand from a business sense, Sony should do this from a shareholder whatever sense that they need to make the most amount of money they can make. I get that, but then there's part of me that's like, well, there's been like. Okay, if I buy... This is a little different. It's a different ecosystem. If I buy an Xbox, I shouldn't expect to play a PlayStation game. So if I don't buy a PS5, I shouldn't expect to play a PS5 game. But, again, like, this is probably the longest cycle we've had in between a new console and an old console where we've still seen first-party major releases on both. Yeah, I think maybe also if they got more into people's hands. (laughs) But... I'll push back because there are more PS5s at this point in the life cycle of the PS5 in people's hands than there were PS4s at this exact point in the same life cycle. Yeah, but that's relative to the PS4 user base, you know. Right. The market's like, grown a lot yeah. too. Yeah, yeah the, the market, market has grown. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And I'd say they're still selling PS4s like crazy. If I had to guess. Uh, I don't know. I saw something recently that was like, it was telling how many PS4s they're selling, but apparently the the secondary market is booming right now because it's harder to find a PS4, which makes sense. Yeah. 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 And it'll just get harder. So if you know what I mean. Okay. Moving on. I'm tired of that conversation. The whole entire industry is talking about it. It's driving me insane. Yeah. So. But I'm glad we talked about it because the more we talk about it, the more I feel like you and Dave and I just... I don't like it. And I went from being on the very other end of that. So yeah. I'm glad we're talking about it. Yeah. Because well, yeah. I want the full experience now. You know, anytime I can help prove you wrong to mm-hmm. yourself, I'll do it. That's fine. Yeah. I'll offer that service. I just kind of live in this world where, like, I buy all the consoles. So right. as long as I can play it on something. But I think this generation, we're past that. We need the best version of the game on the best consoles. Yeah. Like, I just Like, imagine if, Phil, let me, let me help you out here. Imagine yeah. if you bought a two-foot trampoline. Right. And if I bought <laughs> a, a one foot real. trampoline for half right. the price, but I was doing the same workouts that you were on right. my one foot trampoline, you'd be, I'd be you'd very be, upset about that. Yeah. You'd be as, crotch, if, uh... as crotchety as Ben and I. <laughs> Honestly, but, when you put it that way. <laughs> and I, and I thought, thought about it too. Like, if you play Returnal on a PS4, not the same experience at all. No. At all. No. So I've, I've heard a couple people here and there 
like so now it, I'm pissed. Anecdotally, say, <laughs> oh, the PS5 isn't it's it's not really I've that big that of a too. deal. I've I'm heard just that like, too. Matt, if you're listening, Matt yeah, has I just, said, said certain things. Like I just that. cannot agree with that. Calling them out. Yeah, I it just is. The first time I booted that up and I saw the full experience, mm. I think just in like the fucking playroom or whatever the heck the game that came with yeah. it is, I cried a little bit because it felt you. next gen. I don't blame you. I heard there was liquid coming out of everywhere. Everywhere. Every orifice. <laughs> a spooky ghost. <laughs> this is a really dumb comparison, but it's... <laughs> this is a really dumb comparison, but it's the one I'm about to make anyway. Imagine if they came out with this new car and this car could fly. Mm-hmm. And they were like, th- this is the argument you guys are making or, or anybody in this, in this discussion is making, but this is an argument that's being made elsewhere. Easy there, Elon. Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> hey, everybody who got the new flying car 5000, until there's a lot of them and other people are able to also buy the flying car 5000, we're not going to let you fly because <sighs> we need you to stay at the same level. We don't want to make the people who can't fly yet feel too bad. Or peacocks. What? You ever see the the other guys? Yes, with, uh, I don't remember that. It's like uh, Mark Wahlberg. like, I'm a peacock captain. You got to let me fly. Mm-hmm. It's just funny because peacocks, they don't yeah. fucking fly. So. That's true. Yeah. 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 I get that. I like that, though. That's that's a good valid point. I'm even more angry now. <laughs> and I know you wanted to stop talking about this, but. Well, my entire per- priority here <sighs> is to to make you realize that you're wrong. So yeah. if I'm accomplishing that, I'm yeah. I'm good to move on. I try to be snooty and just be like, well, I have everything, so I can just play whatever on whatever. But also, no, I want the best version on the best one that I bought. Yeah. Think about it this way. If you didn't have a PlayStation 5, what would you have not been able to play so far? Ratchet? Ratchet. And Returnal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it? That would suck. Now, granted, all of your experiences are better because of the new console. Let's move on. E3, this is just a short, real quick one here. E3 is trying to dox all the journalists again. (laughs) We're trying to dox everybody again. Now, we're not signed up for E3 this year. We opted not to because, I mean, maybe we could get some experiences you don't get by just watching the press conferences. Get but some early shit. I don't really know. No. I didn't care enough. No. But basically, the, the thing here is if you if you go in and you're you're on the media list, so you have access to the media portal, and you go in and you like put in your information. Now, maybe this has changed now, but at least as of yesterday... Monday, you could go in and just search. Like if I went in and searched for Brandon Duncan and you would put in your information, I could find out where you lived. I could find out your telephone number. I could find out. It's just. That's insanity, man. It's not bad enough that a couple years ago on their front page, they had a publicly accessible list, including the three of us and and Mm -hmm. thousands more media members that you could just find their home address. Now for the three of us guys, like it's not that big of a deal. Like, Honestly, you could come to this town and be like, hey, where's Brandon live? And somebody would probably be like, oh, he lives over there. Yeah. Like that, It's not that big. But like, I don't know. If you're a, if you're a, especially a lot of the, the big name, not the stereotype here, but a lot of the big name female people who are on the media list, they're in, I think they're probably in more danger because there's more Dude, crazy gamer right. bros out we there. We have witnessed some weirdness yes. firsthand yes. at press conferences. So I would be. Yes. Displeased. It's become a badge of honor, though, through the years on Twitter when people talk about E3 and they're like, oh, I was part of the leak. And I'm like, me too. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> Good Lord. Well, that's that's the long and short of that. E3 is trying to dock everyone again. Yeah. And then the next thing I want to talk about is the E3 schedule. Now, this year, like I've said a couple times, this is a weird year. We've got 
one, they canceled e- they canceled the physical E three because of COVID, which is understandable. Although now you have to wonder if they're kicking themselves because how many people might have actually come now that the vaccines are rolling out and all that kind of stuff. But they had to make the decision for planning purposes and everything. So E three is going to be a digital E three again. But what that really means is just there's E three, but everybody's just having their own press conferences. And yeah. then on top of that, we have Jeff Keeley, who parted ways with E3 last year before the cancellation. He used to host the E3 Coliseum and do all sorts of stuff. Now he's doing his own thing again for the second year in a row called the Summer Game Fest, which we have a whole different slew of events of which nobody really knows what's going on there either. It's like right now, isn't it? Like tomorrow or something? Uh, Thursday, I think, yeah. is the first thing that kicks off. Yeah. And so in the doc, uh, if you haven't pulled up, if you don't, it's fine. I have a schedule pulled up. And I just wanted to kind of go through, just touch on a few things. And I really don't like predictions. I don't understand them because it's basically just like, let's guess some stuff and see if we're right. And then sometimes we'll tell you that we have secrets that we don't really have. but Or that maybe we have, but might not come to fruition. But I do want to just see, like, is there anything you're expecting or just, like, your wish list that you would hope? And I don't want this to be, like, 15 items from every person. Just, like, here's what I'd really love to see here. If there's something. If there's not, it's fine. We can move on. Well, you don't want to hear my 15 items? I do, but after the show. <laughs> uh, so the first thing, we'll, we'll talk about the, su- the Summer Games Fest. And the first thing that's going to be happening is the, the kickoff live. This is Thursday, June the 10th. That's uh, the day this releases to the public. Free feeds get this early, of course. But it's going to be 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Here's the description from the Summer Game Fest website. Jeff Keighley hosts a spectacular live world premiere showcase with a performance by Weezer, Day of the Devs, and more. By the way, Jeff announced today there would be no Muppets. He didn't say for the entirety of the Summer Games Fest. He just said at the kickoff there won't be any Muppets. So that is the first E3 time period disappointment we have, of mm-hmm. course. So the summer kick, we don't really know what's going to happen. Probably some announcements, probably some trailers that he stitches together that, you know, is a marketing opportunity, which, let's face it, E3 in general is just a marketing opportunity. But are we excited for Summer Game Fest at all? No. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so we have, uh, you know, there's going to be Netflix Geeked Week. We know that Netflix is working on some new game or some game initiatives or something like that. And we're probably going to get some announcements of really crappy video game movie and TV adaptations. We'll see how that goes. Coke prime time is coming after that. Coke is a big media conglomerate. Of course they have all sorts of video games, etc. And then Ubisoft, Dave, I'm going to throw this one to you. The first real showcase we're getting from the summer game fest that we know of for sure is going to be Ubisoft, Ubisoft forward specifically on Saturday Dave, you're our, you're our, I feel like you're our resident Ubisoft guy. You may not know that, but that's how I feel. You like Ubisoft games probably as much or more than anybody else on the team. Okay. What What are you expecting from Ubisoft? Um, I don't know, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, Ubisoft announced, uh, I think it was earlier this year, that they were going to be departing from some of the uh, open-world-focused games that they've been sort of churning out over the last, you know, decade or so, the Far Cries, the Assassin's Creed, the Watchdogs. So I think we're going to get a lot of fresh ideas and maybe fresh approaches. Hopefully it's not a whole lot of, you know, mobile games as a service type stuff. But um, 
I don't know. Uh, I think they said that um, Prince of Persia remake would not be a part of Ubisoft Forward. Correct. Um, there are rumors that Sam Fisher and Splinter Cell might finally make an appearance, but it might not be in what we want. Apparently, there's some sort of PvP game that they're putting together with all of the uh, Tom Clancy properties. So, um, you know, that's a little bit off the wall, but. Honestly, I, I'm going to watch this one, and I, I'm really curious to see. Maybe Skull and Bones finally makes a uh, reappearance. Um, but <laughs> didn't yeah. we just confirm that that was pushed back? Again? Got, yeah, it's pushed back again. We're going to see Red Steel three before yeah. we see that. Yeah, game. But, I mean, they could show us something. But, sure, um, dude. What about uh, Immortal? I'm trying to look up sales numbers for it. I feel like it. I just sold it on eBay for fifteen dollars. <laughs> that game was garbage. I Phil, you, wait. We need to pause here for a second. Garbage. Phil, you don't sell or trade games. Nope. That's how much I hated it. Wow. Yep. Phil, I would have bought that game from you for fifteen dollars. No, wait. I have it already. Never mind. I thought it was gonna go for more, so I put it on like an auction, and then the per- <laughs> it's a whole thing. The person that actually bought it put a claim in saying that they never received it, but the tracking said otherwise. And then a day later, it gave me positive feedback for <laughs> it was a whole thing. Finally got the money for it, but it took. Way too long to actually get paid for it. That's crazy. Yeah. No, but I feel like that was doing pretty well. I wonder if they'll keep on keeping on with that sort of thing. I feel like it would be easy for them to make a DLC or something for that. There is a DLC. Another one. I'm sure it's And yeah, I mean, it's real easy for, you know, just to knock off other games in your game. Yeah. So I'm sure they could keep doing that. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty blatant. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Ubisoft. There should be a lot of Far Cry, though. I feel like that will be the focal point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, though, because they just released all that stuff. How how much could they possibly... Do you think we'll get, like, what, first 15 minutes or something? Sure, give it to me. Give it Gameplay. All. Yeah. I don't know. It is weird that we're seeing lately so many extended looks at other at games that are would likely be shown off at a press conference like this. Could that mean that they're jam-packed? Maybe. Could. Maybe. Steep three. <laughs> I think Ubisoft's uh, forward event might be focused on a lot more, maybe smaller and newer things. Um, maybe they wanted to give Far Cry its own limelight, uh, which is why they did a separate reveal for that. But again, I think you're going to see a lot of um, newer stuff, which I think would be good because Ubisoft yeah, really, be really, really needs it. Now, yeah. Dave, I don't want to dig like super far into this because I don't care that much about Ubisoft in general. Um, but where do you think they're going to go? You said they're going to step away from the Assassin's Creed a little bit, or was that just open world in general? Because I feel like the last one made a bit of a splash when it first came around, but kind of died off pretty quick. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know exactly what it's going to be. I, I remember the story that came out earlier this year. Again, it was it was they were going to have less of a focus on on multiple AAA titles a year. Um, I, I think they've they've wrung the the drag dry or sorry the rag dry with the uh, the whole open world thing. So um, you know maybe we don't need another Watch Dogs. Uh, I don't think a Division sequel would do great. Um, so you know they they've clearly. Uh, moved away from doing one Assassin's Creed game a year. Uh, we're not going to get another one until at least next year. So uh, that's why I'm so so looking forward to this event because I really want to see what direction they're actually going to go with the company. Um, so yeah, it's pretty exciting. Uh, imagine a, a linear Ubisoft game where they actually had to like handcraft and polish every single aspect of it instead of just slamming it into an open world. 
Yeah. See, I'd like to see that with a ghost recon. I'd like a, a smaller ghost recon again. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Will we see the division? Aren't they? They're working on some kind of live. They're working on something new, right? With the division, Tom himself. Or? I believe there was a mobile he game that they announced. <laughs> it's 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 certainly in the spinoff category. Like you're not going to see. I don't think you're going to see major uh, um, new. Maybe you'll see some DLC for Division Two, but I don't think we'll see a Division Three or anything like that. But yeah. no, so you're you're right about the the mobile thing. But they're also working on like a. Uh, I think there's a, a closed alpha or maybe it's a beta right now happening. There's some leaks out there. Uh, for a uh, division game that's like a battle royale. Really? They're trying to dip their toes. I feel like every time I think the BR thing is going to kind of take a downturn. I don't think it's just BR, to be clear. Okay. There's a BR mode oh, okay. to be incorporated. That too. makes sense. Yeah. But like all these games that are still coming out, yeah. like like not even yet, like Halo, yeah. like Battlefield, like right. they're still... The BR is still hot. Well, you get you get things like PUBG. You get Fortnite, who does a quick pivot in the BR. You get Warzone. You get those heavy hitters too that were probably already in development to some extent. And then there's a lag time because everybody's like, we got to make a BR. Yeah. And then there's like two to three years after that where it's like, oh, and I'm not just talking about BRs. This is everything. You know, when the first Assassin's Creed came out, how many other parkour type ninja? whatever, not Ninja, yeah. but Assassin-type games came out for a couple of years after yeah. that. And then they died off, and then, you know, the you main lines me- are the ones that keep going. Mirror's Edge. and Yeah. 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 All that. Yeah. The next thing is going to be the Devolver Digital Conference, where Devolver Digital will come out and pretend like they don't do anything like the rest of the industry while doing everything exactly like the rest of the industry. Now, I should disclose... It's so much more extreme, though. I, it is, and I love it. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm not dissing do. them. I, I yeah. will disclose... I, you know the folks at Devolver um, pretty friendly with a couple of them, so put that out there that you know I don't have anything against them, and but I will still talk openly and transparently about what I think. I don't think there's any possible way to predict what to see from a Devolver showcase in any sense of the word because it will be absolutely insane in every way imaginable and be the most memorable thing probably probably from the yes. event. Nina Struthers, of course, will make her appearance. Um, I'm, I'm actually really pleasantly surprised at how Sony and others have incorporated, uh, like how they've let them kind of insert Nina, the, the paid actress into some of their press conferences and stuff as like a, you know, she's supposed to actually be in, in these appearances, like a, um, like an actual exec, I guess you could say, yeah. like, you know, I think that's really cool. But so unless anybody has anything to say about Devolver, we can move on. I, I just... 
No, I can't I wait to see what they show off. Yeah, yeah it'll be entertaining, though. Did yeah. you guys ever play Shadow Warrior? Yeah. Mm hmm. Are they still running with that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. there's there's some rumblings would, of another one. Yeah, yeah, that is something I want to catch up on. I don't know where a good starting point would be. Mm. Um, How about the first one? Yeah, I think I got yeah, a I humble that. bundle package. Like it was in something. You can get them pretty cheap. Yeah, like that and a bunch of other stuff for like ten bucks. It, it always looks so cool. I'd, yeah. I'd like to see more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The next thing and one of the the big things is going to be the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase. Now, I think in the future, we'll probably just hear this called the Xbox Games Showcase because, you know. But this year, it makes sense for them to separate it out. There's going to be probably, in my opinion, so much stuff from this that we could fill an entire day's worth of episodes, which we will not do, by the way, with Xbox and Bethesda stuff. But I'm interested. We're going to see some Halo. Guaranteed lock. We're going to see some Starfield. I'd say something in general guaranteed, whether or not it's actually any kind of release window or whatever. We're going to at least find out what the game is. Because, by the way, we still don't have any freaking clue what the game is. I hesitate to say that because I'll be crucified, but... It's in space. We don't know anything about Starfield, just that it's a game that Bethesda's making. And then Xbox has, what, 23 other studios that... 22 other studios that they can, you know... To show stuff off from too. Do you think they have the gusto to give us some Elder Scrolls this year? No, I doubt it. But. No. I feel like when in 2018, when Bethesda, I think it was 18, when Bethesda came out and said like, "Hey, we're working on this game called Starfield and the next Elder Scrolls," they did that so that people wouldn't say, "Where's the next Elder Scrolls?" What they didn't realize is that everyone was still going to say, hey, where's the next Elder Scrolls? <laughs> and so whether they've learned their lesson about that or not, I think they don't show anything else. They don't talk about Elder Scrolls again until they're ready to actually talk about Elder Scrolls. Yes. But it has been years. It has been I don't years. know. Yeah. You're not wrong. Anything Three, three years now, right? Uh, that that was three years ago that they, wow. they quote, revealed that they yeah. were working on it. That's crazy. And not that we've seen anything, and I just criticized, you know, thinking that we're going to see something at the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the show. But, you know, that would be very Bethesda yes. um, to just kind of plop it on us. Right. Anything you're really looking forward to other than the things that have already been mentioned from those shows? Fable. Show? Oh, Dave, you think we'll I, th see I Fable? think, yeah, I think they're going to show Fable. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more than we would think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's both a hope and a even though we mustn't do predictions because Ben doesn't like them. We can do um, predictions. I, I just hate them. <laughs> that's fine. I just hate, I just know that I will hate it. Um, yeah, I, I'd really like to see that. Yeah. So. Somebody just came out. I, I was reading recently. I don't even know where, but all the things I would predict was basically debunked right away. Yeah. yeah. There'll be no perfect dark. There'll be no time splitters. There yeah. will be no. Anything that I want, so dude, I want some more maybe, Wolfenstein. Maybe a banjo, a Wolfenstein would be nice. Yeah. Banjo? Did, did Phil just utter the word banjo? Yeah, banjo could happen. Wow, I think banjo could realistically happen with one of the seventy-five studios that they have. Viva Pinata! Let's do it. That'd be great. Yeah. I would actually love that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I would love it. that. I don't think it's going to happen. It might be like you might find the garden in Sea of Thieves somewhere. Mm. It's like a Viva Pinata <laughs> garden. Thing. Well, there are, um, there are like. Uh, References to a lot of Microsoft and Rare IP nice. in Sea of Thieves. Battletoads? Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if there's a Battletoads reference. I, I would have to think there is. That, I just don't know it. Lit. 
Um, this isn't exclusive to Xbox, and we might actually find this out tomorrow during the Battlefield reveal trailer, but I think Battlefield 6 is going to be day one on Game Pass. Wow. Oof, that would be... I have heard that same theory a lot, which makes me think it has some credence. Sheesh. Think about it. That's all I got to say about that. Xbox needs it. Yeah. Battlefield needs a huge player base right out of the gate. And yeah. what's the best way to do that? Right. Game Pass. Dude, yeah. this it's the year for Battlefield, I'm telling you. Yeah. I want it to happen. Battlefield in the past, see, I haven't played much Battlefield since 3 and really not a lot of Battlefield since Bad Company 2, but does Battlefield have many opportunities for microtransactions in the past? Uh, because if they're going to be on Game Pass, they need it. The past couple, yeah. Well, do they need it, I guess? Because Outriders really didn't have any. They don't need it, right. but... It's just like, cosmetic shit mostly. You could buy like loot boxes or something on the last couple. I okay. okay. Yeah. Like loot loot crates or something, whatever the fuck they call them. Right. Yeah. I I like that prediction, Dave, and I would. I no, would it's not a prediction. Of... We mustn't predict. That was, that was just what I want. <laughs> it is prophecy. Yeah. Okay. It's prophecy. That's fine. Also, back to the Ubisoft thing, real quick. We haven't seen the leaked keychain for back to anything, the Ubi. Anything lately? I'm sorry. You know. <laughs> That was my stream of consciousness right there. That was just into my head, yeah. and I want mouth. Usually, Ubisoft gets something leaked through like a keychain or something stupid. That oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Somebody gets a promo, something. Yeah, yeah. Square Enix is going to be next, uh, at least for the Summer Game Fest. Uh, we're going to see some world premieres, some new game announcements. I don't really know what to think about from Square Enix because they have shown to have such a wide repertoire. You know, you go from near to Avengers with when you come to Square Enix as far as publishing and everything. But I always am interested in Square Enix. Always. Dude, what about part two? Part two of what? Uh, was it Final Fantasy VII Remake? Not the no. Final Fantasy anybody cares about. We're all waiting for 16. No, but Phil, I don't even know that much about the series, and I would confidently say that that's not true. <laughs> it's true for everyone I care about. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> Well, I would not doubt that we see something Final Fantasy related, particularly related to 16. I think we're a long way off from seeing anything about part two. You think? I yeah. think so. Yeah. I mean, just based on how long it took them to make part one. Yeah. And then would to remake that, part one. Would they have that at Square Enix's show, or would they wait till a Sony show to do that? Mm, that's a good question. It probably depends on how the marketing deal is structured. Huh. And since Sony's not doing anything official, you know, technically then maybe Square Enix doesn't have an obligation to let them do it. I think a lot of those marketing contracts are like, okay, if a game's going to be... Let's just pretend for a second. If a game's going to be on Xbox and on PlayStation, and PlayStation has the marketing deal, it gets to be shown at their press conference. But if it's just... If it's, you know... If there's no... If there's no press conference, then why can't it be... Or why can't Square or anybody else show it off? But here's what I would like to see. Not a prediction at all. But... We know that Yokotaro wants another Nier. Oh, man. We know that... Don't you do it. Nier Replicant just came out, and we've got <laughs> oh. some definite momentum. I'd love... To, and we've got a mobile game coming later this year. I would love to just hear the word Nier at the press conference. That's all I want. Just to hear the word. We don't, yes. have, to, we don't have to get to know about a new game. I'm not predicting we're going to see a new game, because I'm far from predicting anything about Nier, because that's oh, impossible. But... Maybe drawing Nier. It might be... <laughs> I would definitely crank on my play date if they said Nier. Dude, literally, Phil, Phil would 
crank it off the machine, man. Dude, he's cranking like it's his job. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else about Square Enix or cranking it? Um, no, no, okay. no. But he's just thinking about two B. Near, I, near. I would always want to hear, and I, I do want to see more about Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, a release yeah. date specifically. There's so much. There's so much hype for anything Final Fantasy. I wouldn't yeah. doubt that we'd see something. But yeah. Back for Blood showcase is going to be coming up. We're going to get an in-depth look at it. Now we've already got people playing the alpha out there. Maybe even the beta is in place now. I can't remember for sure. I don't really have a lot to say about Back for Blood, other than I'm excited. And is this the squad? It's going to be cross-play yes. and cross-progression. Is Please. this the, is this the the four? Are we going to play? Yeah, I would play. I'm that. sure that I'm going to get this on day one. Oh yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely sure. going to play it. Am I going? Are we? Are the four of us playing it together? That is a can, multiplayer can game. We? I would play with you guys. Can can absolutely. I'll commit to that. All right, let's yeah. go, baby. Go. Yeah. Got the squad. Yeah. yeah. Dude, man, uh, we've wanted this for like a decade. I know, bro. Yeah. Like. Valve has just hoarded the IP, yeah. and I'm so glad some of the love finally. I just love how out. unapologetically they are, are unapologetic. I guess they are about using the number four and like just yeah. This is Dude, a sequel. This is it. That's okay. Yep. That is okay. And Valve yep. is probably like, yeah, that's okay. We're not really fucking doing anything anyway. <laughs> no, they're probably pretty fucking. We're busy. making League of Legends music videos and <laughs> yeah, stuff, so right. we're a little bit busy. <laughs> what? Is that a thing? <laughs> yes, Ben. There's entire like League of Legends pop groups, like 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 animated characters that make music videos from League of Legends. You're kidding me. We could look it up later. I believe you. Oh man! Whenever the whatever the version of the witch pops out at us, oh boy, <laughs> it's going down. Hey. Oh boy. Okay. Um, Dave, Dave, did you play Left 4 Dead? Uh, I did. I okay. wasn't a diehard or anything, but uh, I enjoyed my time with it. Well, you're so. out of the squad, so. Dude, we would uh, <laughs> we would have like land parties and set up however many TVs around. Oh and man, we did it in this house actually at times and at my house. And I gotta yeah. say, I hope the ripoff goes as far as allowing me to play multiplayer and zombies. Amazing. Yeah. Because that aspect of the multiplayer took that game over the edge for me. Yeah. Like it was an amazing couch co-op game. Well, I just through wanna, and through. I just want to say the only reason it's a ripoff is because it's not the same. Yeah. Because of Valve. Exactly. It's, it's the same people who made yeah, it. Right. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a ripoff, but it's not a ripoff. They tried doing something new, and it just didn't work. Evolve just didn't work. Yeah. As part of Summer Game Fest, you're going to see the Steam Next Fest, which of course is just uh, they release a billion demos for games on Steam that you can play across a certain period of time. This will be the first year I might get to experience some of those. Maybe not no, last year I got to, because basically in the past I've been at E3, so I haven't been able to. Like it's always been during E3 that you could play these games, right. and I know the majority of consumers are at E3, so it makes sense. But. And then, uh, you know, the Sonic Symphony Orchestra. Who cares about that? Dude, you're going to get Sonic Kid uh, yelling at you. I hope I get Sonic The Kid. Sonic fan base is diehard. That is one of the most devoted and screechiest fan bases Did on the internet. Did you see that our baby boy, Matt, who has been on the show and is a, is a contributor, editor, whatever he is, to Handsome Phantom, um, sent Dustin a physical copy of a Sonic game? Because he wants them to play it so bad. Wow. What a waste of money. That's man. what I'm saying, Seriously. dude. Dude, these Sonic guys, they're built different. Dude, it's not I like think an I'm act of terrorism, colors, like, though. <laughs> is that like sending somebody anthrax? Like, you can actually get them charged for that? I think it's worse. I think there's like subliminal messages in the game. So if Dustin actually puts it in, he will become a tool of the Russians. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
the bourgeoisie. We're going to go through this next part quick. It's going to be a lot of different stuff just to tell you about it. If you, I'm just going to read through them. If you hear anything that you're like, I want that. I want it. This is what I'm expecting from there. Go ahead and shout it out. But uh, so the actual E3 schedule on Saturday, June the 12th, we're going to get again, we're going to talk, we're going to get that Ubisoft forward conference. Then we're going to have, uh, which we talked about for the other thing, the Gearbox E3 showcase, which will no doubt be centered around medieval times and uh, horses that cannot be beaten to death because I will continue to use uh, Randy Pitchford's, <laughs> you know, ill whatever whatever the word is here. I will continue to mock Randy Pittsford and his thumb drive at medieval times. <laughs> Rightfully so. Until the rest of time. Uh, it, I don't know what... I haven't heard anything that Gearbox is working on, and I don't know what it could be. We've probably got enough Borderlands DLC at this point that I can't imagine them having a whole showcase about it. But I don't even know what they could be working on. Yeah. Nuke them, maybe. <laughs> the movie... God. They I, might show off some of the movie. They probably will, and I will probably just turn it off. <laughs> Dude, I don't. I don't honestly know if Duke Nukem will ever be back after the last one. He'll be in Fortnite. No, no, Duke Nukem will be. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> can you imagine Duke Nukem in Fortnite? He just he just googles, ogles at all the other he's like, characters. Suck that's kind of what I did when I opened the packs of cards. I know, he's like, oh, that's a sexy bitch. Suck my boomstick. That's what he says. He oh, says, look at that cartoon lady. Dude, that was one of my faves. Suck my boomstick. <laughs> I would watch my dad play that game, and I would say it yeah. when I was younger. And he's like, yeah, you... You shouldn't. You you don't know what that means exactly, but you definitely shouldn't be saying that. Um, Dude, it's one of the cringiest things ever. I've been a Duke Nukem fan since I was a child, which is probably bad. But I've always loved Duke Nukem. Well, when I went to PAX uh, as a media member in 2011, I want to say it was. Yeah, it was 2011. And they had the... They had Duke Nukem Forever being shown there because that's about the time it just shortly after that's when it came out. They had a huge booth and they had a guy who like was the walking real life version of Duke Nukem, but he was just sitting on a throne in the middle of the of the convention hall. And this was like during the media hour when the media gets to go in and play without you know anybody right. else in the room, whatever. And so there's just Duke Nukem sitting up on a throne while everybody plays the game on PCs all around them. And this is before they got rid of the booth babes. Now they got rid of booth babes kind of. At E3, now they just call them dancers if you want to have booth babes. And but at PAX, anything went at this point. <laughs> and there were just scantily clad women all around the booth because I you know that's Duke Nukem. Yeah, I was just say it's par for the course. And they were just like in the line, like interacting with the fans who were waiting in line. And you just had these these women, and I felt bad for them because I can't imagine most of them enjoyed rubbing up against sweaty gamers, but their whole job that day was just to, like, walk around the line and just, like, hey, baby, can you wait to play Duke Nukem? And oh, like, God. Just as, like, a man with some, some respect, you know, a little bit. Every man, no man has ultimate respect, but some men have some respect. And I was just, like, standing there, like, I don't like this. Yeah. And I can't imagine they do either. I would hope at least they would be paid well. I doubt it. <sighs> These were probably women... Who and they were all women. I'm not just generalizing. These were probably women who were looking for an acting gig, and they yeah. answered an ad to be a, a booth model, and then they handed them this little skimpy skirt and high sh high stockings, and were like, "Go rub up against sweaty men that are too old to play video games." And I'm they like, started, "Why?" They started their acting career in Boston. I doubt they would start. I mean, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can't imagine there's a there's a group of women that 
are just like diehard Duke Nukem fans. They're just you know? with the actor, the Duke actor. He Maybe brings him with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I'll take care of all this. You just hire me. <laughs> um, okay, so then we're going to get a Games Beat session. I don't know what that is. Games Beat? Games Beat. I thought that okay. was a website. I could be totally wrong. Gamesbeat.com. 24 Entertainment's Naraka Blade Point. Is that a show? Is that a TV show or a, an anime or something? I thought you sneezed. I don't know. Okay. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know what any of that and, meant. And just so you know, like, there's a part of me that thought when I was looking at the schedule, like, maybe I should look up this and see what it is. And then I thought, if I don't know what it is and I'm plugged into the industry, it probably means I don't care. Yeah. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. Uh, of course, the Warner Brother games Back for Blood. It's actually branded with Warner Brothers. It's the same thing that was on the Summer Games Fest. That's the other thing is the, these things are so incestuous at this point. I don't know what is what and who's actually controlling what and why we need to have a different conference for every single publisher in the world. But the PC Gaming Show will be after the Back for Blood exhibition. And that always... The PC Gaming Show to me is a disappointment and really cool at the same time because mm-hmm. you, sh- you see a lot of the games that have been shown off with other things, but in a different way. So... We'll see what the PC gaming show could be. It could, it could, they could drop some of the hottest games of the year at the PC gaming show, and no one would care because there's no name attached to it. I don't understand it. That's what happens. Then we get the uh, the Verizon gaming show on Monday, June 14th. So we know that's going to be a hot beat right there. Verizon's getting into it. I'm so disgusted by all of this. In television. Geico gaming. What's Ga- next? Geico gaming is not going to be one of these, but I bet if there were a show floor, they'd be there. In television, we're going to find out about the newest, hottest console, you know, the, okay. the, one of the okay. television consoles. Now, the next thing is Take-Two Interactive. This is one that's actually really interesting to me because Take-Two is going to have their own press conference type thing. And while I don't really care about most of Take-Two's properties as far as seeing what's next, you know, we'll probably see some some stuff we expect and some stuff we don't expect. Take-Two is developing, is, is got the next uh, the next Bioshock game, right? I thought that was the Cloud, cloud Factory. Yeah, no. what, what did they change the name of the studio? No, to? that's not a Bioshock game. That's the next Ken Levine game, which I'm equally oh, interested in. Okay. But they have that, but don't don't they still have Bioshock too? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this is one of those I should have actually looked at, but I'm yeah, pretty probably. certain. I could be totally wrong, and we're probably going to get corrected in the Discord at about 3 a.m. by Ed. That's fine. Um, he's gonna he's gonna tell us we're wrong, and he's right if we're wrong. But <laughs> uh, that, that's just usually how it goes. We release the episode at like midnight, and Ed corrects me for saying something wrong, rightfully so, by like three o'clock. So. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I'm really interested to see if we get some cloud chamber news. Yeah, and cloud chamber, man, I'm really slipping here. Ken Levine news, and then also if we get some Bioshock news, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Oh, that would be great. Couldn't hurt. Be great. Couldn't hurt. I don't know. What else could take two do that would interest me, though? I'm com- I'm drawing a blank here. Brand new IP. That's all. That's yeah. All. Dude, I just want to see a bunch of new IPs, mm-hmm. honestly. And I feel like a lot of people are feeling that way. Yeah. A lot of the pushes that way. People want some new stuff. Yeah. And I don't even know what I want that's new. I want them to tell me yeah. and show me what I need. Yeah. Agreed. Then we're going to get Mythical Games. Don't care. Maybe yeah. I should. Yeah, I don't, don't know. Care. I don't know. Uh, Freedom Games. Okay. Yeah, same thing. Indie Showcase. Now, when you say Indie Showcase, that could mean literally anything. Yeah, that's really broad. <laughs> and with that, that might be some of my favorite stuff of the year. Yeah. From E3. Who yeah. knows? Capcom comes up later in the day. Now, I am really interested because Capcom is one of those publishers that I'm always like, 
interested in, but also don't really know what they could come up with. Like, they do so much stuff, and also so much of it lackluster. But when they have a banger, yeah, it's a banger. I like seeing how uh, Street Fighter has morphed over the years. Yeah, for sure. See what they do with it next. Yeah. Razor, the hardware manufacturer, is having their own thing. Their own showcase. Okay. Yes. Of course, that'll be okay. riveting and positive. More cattier headphones yes. this year? Yes, more cattier headphones, for sure. Tuesday, we're going to see the Nintendo Direct and Treehouse, of course, which I've never cared about Nintendo Treehouse, but the Directs are always fun. Now, are we going to see... They've said it's going to be only software, but is there going to be even an allusion to hardware, to the new Switch Pro? No. When, when else are they going to do it? Zero percent. I mean, after E3? The the, only dude, they do those Directs all the time. They don't do them nearly as often as they used to. Yeah. That is true, but they're not afraid to do them. True. Like, like if they want to drop something, Nintendo can say tomorrow that there's a Direct. Yeah. And they're really conservative with this sort of thing. I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't know about Switch Pro until, pardon near when we got a release date. I also wouldn't be surprised if we got it outside of their Direct. Yeah. Entirely. Like, they yeah. just put up a blog they post. Or literally, they just drop a YouTube. Like, that would not surprise me from Nintendo. It really would not. Yeah. We could quit recording the show and find out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's like, shit, I think it just dropped right now. Yeah. Could they be lying to us and they will actually show something for the pro? Um, Nintendo has been pretty good about only revealing what they say they're going to reveal at their, at their directs. And, like, even down to the point where they're like, we're going to have a 20-minute direct, and 17 minutes of it are going to be devoted to this, and three minutes are going to be devoted to that. We're not going to do this, and we are going to do that. They're pretty tight-lipped about it. Yeah. But they're pretty tight-lipped, but they do typically... I think it's because they know they have so many expectations. They typically telegraph exactly what they're going to do. They want to deliver. Yeah. Bandai Namco is going to have a showcase... The only thing I could really possibly even muster up a little bit of care about something from Bandai Namco, well, there's two things for me. Can anybody guess what they are? See if these. Why would they? <laughs> why? Fuck, that doesn't make ben, ben, that's my default for you, my man. I mean, it's not. It's not Scarlet Nexus, but that'll be out like a week after. Yes. Um, I don't know. Eternal Sonata. No. Are you looking forward to? <laughs> Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Could be a possibility. Okay. Although, okay. it's also a possibility that could be on the Xbox stage. And then, um, what was the other one? Wow. I didn't even care about it enough to remember. Uh, oh, some partnership with, with Microsoft in general. Right. To get some of their old games on there. That's definitely a possibility. I would like an Eternal Sonata sequel. Yeah? Yep. I just want to get some Elden Ring news so I can stop hearing people complain about it on the internet. Yeah, Dustin's probably the main. Um, <laughs> the, the main. Uh, I don't think I give a shit about that game. Well, you also I mean, you don't are really a Souls, Souls fan. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, yeah. I know. Yeah, it's true. I don't know what Eureka Studio is. Does anybody else? Nope. Cool. But I don't think Elden Ring is going to be. Well, it is what it is. That's, yeah. Yeah. Gamespot Play for All Showcase. I don't have any clue what this is going to be. They haven't said what it's going to be. I did look this one up. Gamespot's going to have something. Cool. Why not? I think and then it might be an the... accessibility thing. Oh, really? Um, I oh, believe so. that would be cool. That makes sense. Who's Who's the blind gamer? I don't know his name. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, though, I right? know who you're talking about. Yeah. He lives in Toronto. Both Both years I went to PAX to meet you guys. He was on my plane with me. Oh, I think you told me that. 
I believe he's involved in this this part of the show. Okay. Well, now I feel bad for saying I don't care. But at the same time, they haven't really given a lot of information about it. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to want to care. I care about it for the people it affects, but as far as should it be at E3, or it should be at E3, but should it, I don't know. Should I care is what I'm trying to get at. Like, should I personally care? Right. Not should I care for the greater good. Right. And then the official E3 2021 award show, which will probably be definitely great because everyone's going to get to put hands on all these games um, in the environment they're meant to, right? Of course, because it's definitely a physical E3. That's about it. I mean, there's so much stuff and so much of it. I'm like, is this important? You know, we have so many different publishers doing their own publishers and developers doing their own showcases. And I'm just like, this kind of sucks. I mean, E3 technically starts on Thursday, the 10th, and doesn't end until the 15th. And there's probably even going to be a little bit more bleed over after that. Plus, we've also started getting a bunch of news. Yeah. Like the last week or so already. So, yeah, it's kind of already started, even though it hasn't started. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just ready. As much as I understand that E3 is dying and maybe even dead after at this point, I'm also kind of like, well, maybe we should kick it back into high gear. Yes, this is disappointing. Yeah. Yes, and I've long been an advocate for a physical E3. Or why not both? Kick it into high gear. I so both. part of me, the very practical, business savvy part of me, is like. Publishers should just put up a video whenever they have something to announce and save all the money. Another part of me is like, yeah, spend a million bucks on a booth that I can go and look at and, and stand around and, you know, for no reason at all. Yeah. You can still sell games without it. But also, if, if E3 is still partly for, like, retailers to come and it's do not. all that, then... Okay. I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't think I mean, it's been for a while. Because it somebody's not some telling extent. Walmart how many copies of games like Returnal they need to stock. I mean, that is actually upsetting. <laughs> so It's not like a widespread problem, though. It's it's a wide... It it's But it's like big games that they're just not... I don't know. Part of my... I was asking um, Dustin and Brandon this before the show. Should I... I don't have my PS5 right now. For anybody who doesn't know, I sent it back to Sony. They're working on it. They're going to either send me a new one or repair that one and send it back, whatever. I might have it by Friday. I don't know. But part of my question was, I don't have a PS5 right now. I still have Returnal sitting at home that I want to play desperately. Should I go and go ahead and buy a copy of Retur of Ratchet on release day, even though I possibly won't have my console back? Dude, I would. If you and, can find it. And then yeah. the, second, the second that you get it, uh -huh. he'll be ready. That's true. But I also am probably going to play Returnal before I play Ratchet. <laughs> Maybe not. We'll see. It wronged you enough Ratchet. that it's like... You're not going to play anything else? Yeah, maybe. Any other thoughts about the E3 mess that we have going on here? I just can't wait till next year. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Hopefully it's real again. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of things that I that I haven't seen yet that I'm going to be excited for the end of the year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Brandon. Um, I'm looking forward to that end of the year sort of September to December to be filled in. And I said this last week, I want to come out of the show. I'm really excited to finally get my hands on an Xbox Series yeah. X. Yeah. So. Dude, every passing day, I'm like, should I buy an Xbox? But then I'm also like, I have a PC that can play literally all these games. Yeah. Why do I need an Xbox? Sunset Overdrive. That's what I've, I've been hearing rumblings of a mm. possible return. Yeah. I would like to see that happen. But that would be on PlayStation at this point. Damn it, you're right. Even better. 
I don't well, care what it's on. <laughs> but I mean, yes, right, that though. would be fun. But we yeah. wouldn't we wouldn't know about it at E three because yeah. Sony's not really participating. It's true. It's true. So. Damn. Real quickly, I want to wrap up the show soon. But Dave, you just did a review that came out yesterday, last night. Uh, tell us about Backbone. Yeah, so Backbone is uh, it's a point and click adventure game. It's it's kind of old school in the way it plays. It's it's very text driven. Uh, a lot of conversations with with other characters. But basically, it's a uh, it's a noir detective game. You play as a uh, a raccoon living in like this really dystopian version of Vancouver. Um, and you're a private detective and, uh, you get sort of, um, tangled up in this, this underground conspiracy mystery thing. Um, really, really cool setup for a game. It, it's an indie game. It's, uh, it's pixel art. Uh, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, so yeah, I checked that out. My review is up. Um, I really like playing the game. I like the early parts of it. The story uh, didn't really do it as much for me, but um, I was saying this in our Slack earlier today. I think it might be a bit of a polarizing game and that some people are going to love it and some people will hate it. Uh, it's not very expensive. You can get it right now on Steam. So, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing, then uh, check out Backbone. I saw scores ranging everywhere from a 40% to 100%. Like everywhere from a 4.0 out of 10 to a 10 out of 10. Yeah. That's it's the definition of polarizing for sure. Yeah, it was um, art housey in that uh, a lot of the story beats, especially in the end part of the game, are are kind of ambiguous and up for interpretation and that kind of stuff. But it just kind of it sped through the the last three acts very quickly. Um, and yeah, it, it, it starts out great. And yeah, um, if you're into that kind of stuff, then definitely have a look at it. What else you've been playing? Dave. Uh, I've I've really been into Demon Souls, um, so yeah, making slow progress. Thinking about uh, what I love about those games is you can spend like forty five minutes an hour in the game. Uh, you might not beat a boss, you might not unlock a new art stone or anything like that, but like you'll learn something about a level and you'll get a tiny bit better and you'll get some souls and that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, having a lot of fun with Demon Souls still. Nice, Brandon. Uh, just still playing some D two mostly. Yeah. Um, Destiny 2. Trying to grind to get to the Vault of Glass is pretty much where I'm at. Um, finished my Battle Pass in Duty. Just waiting for the next one to drop. That's about it, man. Nice. I have also been playing a decent amount of D2. Probably a couple dozen hours in the last three weeks. Yeah. And, uh, man, every time I think I'm done with Destiny, something gets me back. And I'm also, we, we talked about this weeks ago, but I'm on that Vault of Glass grind. Yeah, man. Get that light level. What, 1267 right now, I said earlier? Hey, you're getting there. It's uh, 1300 minimum. So. Yeah. I'll be there in weeks. <laughs> Something like that. Point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only like 15 to 20 more hours. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I've been playing is Sea of Thieves, which I don't need to talk about that anymore, but you all need to play it. And by you all, I mean everyone listening. I, Phil. Yeah. I have, uh, I've been replaying grinding through the old uh, 2016 ratchet and clink Ooh. getting ready for you know the new one in those sweet 60 frames. dude i was gonna say oh, yeah. how do you feel All about the 60 yeah. man well here's the thing um it always felt good so i don't yeah. you know like it's uh yeah it's good yeah but yeah, good. yeah it's been nice good, phil has it turned out he's playing on 30 frames he didn't even <laughs> know there was a 60 frame mode i mean it, it doesn't feel much to, i mean it's been five years since i played it so right, i right but i it still feels as good as i remember it feeling back then so yeah, yeah. Good i'm man. sure it's uh enhanced it though but 
it's been a lot of fun to to play through that again and just kind of whiz through it. I'm not really going too far off the beaten path and doing too much outside of the main story just to finish it. Right. I think I'm at the last chapter, if I'm not mistaken. Like pretty it's much at the end. Game. It's such a good it game. It's such a good game. I actually started. I don't know. This is probably not going to be popular, but like I started playing Mass Effect One again because I uh-huh. played it a little bit when it first came out. I. I I don't think it's for me. I just don't get it. You buy the you, yeah. you buy you buy yeah. the new thing, and I'll give it more time. I have only put a couple hours into it, but it just doesn't stick its fingers in me. Like what just, an intriguing! So tell me a little bit yeah. about why you said those words yeah. specifically. Yeah, um, well, like to, like when I'm something not, really not, has a hold I'm on not, you, I'm not like understanding, a, like a puppet. You know, like when oh, you're the puppeteer, oh, like a puppet. okay. you stick your fingers up there and you have control. You ha- you just rip it. <laughs> And like this thing okay. just hasn't gripped me, you know. It has not stuck a single okay. finger inside of me. So um, I'm gonna give it more time. Understood. Understood. But I needed something that I really was interested in. So I'm like, what better way to wait for the new Ratchet and Clank to been to uh, play play yeah. the last one again? Yeah. Phil, because I'm thinking of it this moment, it's not relevant to the show at all. Mm-hmm. But did you remember to bring that game for me? No, because I haven't beat it yet. So I'm gonna no, no, no. like Sackboy. No, Mortal Kombat. Oh no, I forgot that one. I had it in my car, and then I. Uh, didn't give it to you last time right, I was here. Right. And then I took it out of my car so it didn't melt because it's like super hot yeah, now. Yeah. And I forgot to put it back in. So next time you come, yes, you should bring it. And then yeah. also, if you've decided you're definitely not playing Mass Effect, I've never played That Mass I could Effect. probably bring it. But now that I remember that you wanted to play Sackboy too, I need to finish Sackboy so I can let you borrow that. That's also. less of a priority for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Yeah. I need to bring it. Yes. No, I forgot. Uh, today was a very, very busy day, and I kind of left early. And it's it's totally forgot. fine because I remembered exactly ninety seconds yeah. ago. So, yeah, that's yeah. fine. Guys, anything else to say before we head out? I love you all. Oh, wow. I love you love too, you too dog. Wait, was that to us or to the audience? Just everyone. <sighs> it's good. And everything. You just oh, warmed yeah. my heart, Dave. <sighs> yeah. Another reminder. Do I stick my fingers in you metaphorically? <laughs> Oh, uh, so, metaphorically, I guess. So to speak, just... I would let Phil be the judge of that, I guess, since I've never... Um, you anyway. have stuck way more than your fingers <laughs> into us, metaphorically. Oh <laughs> Quick reminder about the Patreon. Go over to <laughs> patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Yeah. Sign up for early access. Add free access at that. And just, like, warm the cockles of our hearts. That's a word, Brandon. Get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. Discord. Head over to handsomephantom.com slash discord. Join us. Hang out. Talk a bit. We'd appreciate it. That's mm-hmm. it for now. We'll see you next week. And uh, at that point, E3 will be halfway over. <laughs> <It's real laughs> yeah. All right. Take care. The HP Podcast and HandsomePhantom.com are supported by our proud patrons over at Patreon. If you want to support the show, head over to Patreon.com slash HandsomePhantom. The following members are producers of the show and are at the $5 level. Adaholic. Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Hughesbro, Boots, Ali C83, Hoots, Jared, Felix Check, Josh Cummings, Edward Walton, Stewie108, Charles Peterson, Toby Ryland, Straw Hat Ninja, Josh DeBerry, Michael J. Sutherland, Jared Cavaliero, and Jason Canham.